Hey, everybody. I'm Andy Weinberg, and welcome to episode 76 of the oh, David Sicken in, in the Pocket podcast, coming to you from the beautiful, beautiful Wildfire Radio Studios here in Woodbury, New Jersey. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing well, man, for this little overcast day. I, I, weird thing, man, driving in. I, I just got preoccupied listening to the, to, I was listening to IP on the way in, was flipping between the Fanatic and IP, and I, I got just distracted when they were talking about the World Series and all the stuff that was going on with that, and so I, I looked up, and I didn't know where I was, so, but I'm here. Wait, wait, yeah. wait a minute, you... You, you got distracted listening to World Series talk, and what did you do? Make a wrong turn? Yeah, no, just... I was just trying. Usually, I'm just going, but for some reason, I say age kicked in. I was like, where the fuck? Am so, I? where did you end up? Uh, I, I passed the, I passed Cooper Street, and I'm driving down, and I just had to whip around because I was just caught up. In well, it's a good thing that you got here because yeah. we got a great guest. I on know, the, we got I'm a psyched. great guest. Yeah. On. See, I was, I wasn't listening to the radio on the way yeah. over here. I was cranking Joan Jett uh, the whole way over because there we had go. a guest on on the line with us down at his uh, studio and house in uh, Delray Beach, Florida. Yeah. His name is. Michael McDermott. Yeah, he's a he's beastly a, drummer. He's a Philly guy, Bucks yeah, County guy originally, yeah. and we'll get into all that. For the last four years, he's been the drummer with Joan Jett and Blackhearts. Yeah. Before that, he was with the Bouncing Souls, great New Jersey punk band for, I guess, about 13, 14 years. Been with a bunch of other bands. Got a lot of great stories. A really great excited, career, man. Really, really excited to have the great drummer, Michael yeah. McDermott, yeah. Uh, with us this week. And we'll be with Michael in just a minute. Mm-hmm. I do want to mention that we are, once again, brought to you by the great people at Got peace.com Trudy Trudy Handelman a great friend of the show she's been a supporter for a real long time and she just sells all kinds of products that promote peace she's got hats she's got shirts she's got dog tag necklaces little stuffed cows a little love cow little peace cow hey the holidays are coming up and what better uh, gift for somebody at the holidays than something just promotes messages of peace yeah. so check them out at gotpeace.com or you can call Trudy 424 343 one, two, one, three. And she's out in L.A. So yeah. with the Lakers. Well, actually, the- she's not. She's actually moved up to the Pacific Northwest. So she's oh, But she was there. in L.A., right? Yes. So indeed, yeah. with the Lakers and the Dodgers winning, yeah. she's probably all excited out there. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we're also brought to you by Croker Percussion. CrokerPercussion.com. Another great friend of the show, Eric Metz at Croker Percussion. They are dedicated to creating quality handcrafted percussion instruments with superior sound quality and unmatched craftsmanship. Uh, check them out, Croker, that's C-R-O-A-K-E-R, percussion.com, or give Eric a call, 215-669-8588. Again, I mentioned the holidays are coming up. If you have a drummer in your life, please check out Croker Percussion because there's great stuff on there. Yeah, that's a cool-looking instrument, too, you know, so it's it's fun. It's in that, like... Uh, unplugged kind of thing, you know, if you want to get out and just play, if you guys do it, so unplugged shows, acoustic shows, those sets are perfect. They're really cool. Absolutely. And Dave has played a bunch yeah. of the different things right mm. here in the studio here yeah. in the podcast. Hey, and uh, also once again, want to mention our friends at the School of Rock Berwyn, yeah. where Dave is a teacher. Love that place. Uh, helping turn young musicians and making them feel like rock stars. Yeah. And uh, some of them, as as our guest a couple weeks ago, jeez, um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on, on his name. Chris, that. Gri- Chris Griotti, that's yeah. right. He started out at School of rock and now he's out as a producer and singer songwriter yeah so you know that could be you so uh, check out schoolofrock.com look up the one in berwin uh and uh, when you go to the berwin location if you tell them you heard about us here on the podcast i think they'll give you a a little discount it's for dave marsh or rick allison and uh they'll get you set up with uh one of the great instructors they have there and you'll get involved with the show right now they're doing um i think this latest uh, they just finished up alanis and morissette they did alanis morissette and they did a led Zeppelin show uh, and Prince and the latest batch are doing the who and um, Metallica uh, and uh, things from I think it, it's some show, but it has something to do with Almost Famous, and I forget the name. It might be a, like a one-hit wonders kind of thing. But how cool is cool. that? Though you're 15, 16 years old, oh, you're, and you're man. playing these like all-time great songs, and you got these great teachers like yeah, Dave, like yeah. Dave Osikin or yeah. Wally Smith. Yeah, great. Wally does a lot of band directing. It's it's super cool. Hmm. I I just I love I, I when I'm teaching, I like coming over and watching them do the shows, and it's fun to watch over there. They got a system teaching that like I've kind of bought into because I I'm old school and I studied some lessons with Joe and stuff. And then when I watch and see, um, um, you know what they're doing, 
at the school. It's 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 interesting because they're you know they're playing to the songs and they're learning as a group. It's a cool thing, man. It's it's a real nice community too, man. It, it's it, it, very it cool. really very good. Check very it good. out, schoolofrock.com, and they're all over the country wherever you're listening to yeah. us. But specifically, if you're in the Philly area, check out the one Berwin. in Berwyn yep. uh, where Dave's a teacher. Right on. All right. Well, on the line, as I said, from Delray Beach, Florida, is the great drummer Michael McDermott. How you doing, Michael? Good. How you guys doing? Oh man, we're doing great. Did you, you know, I met Michael. Um, we all had this group lunch at the Continental in Philly. Um, uh, Seth Fromberg, our good friend Jimmy Clark, who works with Metallica, put this lunch together, and uh, and he said, "Man, how'd you like to meet the drummer from Joan Jett?" I was like, "Are you kidding me, man? I'd love to, you know, because I knew, I knew of you because, and I'm thinking, anyone that's stepping into that." Like, I think you, you said it best. You said, I was stepping in the boots. I know I asked you about that gig. And, yeah, man. Uh, and, and man, you know, you fired it up. You took the, that's a great band. And, and, and Michael, from what I hear, you took it to another level, man. I watch you playing and you're fired up, man. And you play so great. And, well, let's, you know, let's just get just, right to that story because uh, for people who don't know, longtime Blackhearts drummer Tommy Price. Yeah. And, and about, I guess, 2000, drummer, 2015, man. 2016, around there. Michael took over as that as as the drummer for the Blackhearts. Let's just get right into That's that big deal, that man. story, Michael, because you're taking over for someone that, as Dave said, and have you have said, you're you're filling boots. You're not just filling shoes. Oh yeah. What, yeah, what, yeah. what was that like stepping into this iconic band and yeah. then and then taking over for this iconic drummer? Well, I, I, it's actually a pretty funny story. Um, the, the bouncing souls every holiday over, over the over the Christmas holiday, we would play the 26, 27, 28, and 29th at the Stone Pony in Asbury Park. Wow! And that was, and we called that the home for the holidays. Right. So I get a call on the 26th, uh, 2015. From Kenny Laguna, yeah. who, who is Jones' longtime manager. Yep. He's in the band with us. Yes. He's, I mean, played with any, everybody for Tommy James. Anyway, yep. he um, so he calls me, and I and I, I see this a Long Island number, but I didn't pick it up at the time. Um, and then I get a message, and it's like, "Hello, this is Kenny Laguna," <laughs> and and I was like, "Oh no way, Laguna's calling me," and. and <laughs> We had all met um, on the 2006 uh, Vans Warped Tour, yeah, and and we became great friends, all of us. Yeah. We, we we didn't we didn't park. We parked our buses. There was probably like five or six bands, and we all parked our buses away from everybody. And so we had this real camaraderie between the the bunch of bands. Yeah, and and Joan and I have stayed friends. Um, right. So when I get this call from Kenny, you know, at first I'm I. I was in, I was doing other gigs. I had already left the souls. Yeah. And so in my, you know, in my drummer brain, I was like, Ooh, Lagoon is calling, yeah. you know what? And what then, this then be? My, yeah. right. Then my yeah. dumb, then the dumb part of my drummer brain went, Oh, <laughs> he probably doesn't know that I left the bouncing souls and he just wants home for the holiday tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and right. so I call him back <laughs> and he goes, Hello, I just spoke with Brian. Brian Brian Keenland is the Bouncy Souls bass player. Right. right. And as soon as he said I spoke with Brian, I went into my brain. I was like, I, I shit. Pardon my French. No, I, knew right. it. I knew it. He just wanted bouncing. He wanted hope for the holiday tickets. Uh, and and then the next words out of his mouth were, I was going to ask if we could borrow you, but wow. Brian says that you're a freelancer now. Uh, so then, of course, you know, David, my ears then perk right yeah. back. Up, right? And, um, <laughs> and and so I, I, you know, I said yes. And, and but at first, man, he was really then then it went back down again because yeah. he, he was they were initially uh, at least what what he was sort of speaking of. He was like, you know, we could get L.A. guys. We could get New York guys. Nah. But we really, he's like, <laughs> no, but we really want we want it like an East Coast, not yeah. New York. Guys. We get L.A. guys. I got you. On an East Coast guy, yeah, you know, and I was like, in my brain, I'm like, I don't live up there anymore. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and I was like, ah. So then, so then, the shit part of my brain starts. I'm like, shit, shit, shit. Yeah. He comes. I'm like, I'm gonna lose this. How am I gonna? Yeah. So, and I was like, Kenny, I was like, I, I don't, I don't live in Philly any or Jersey anymore. I was like, I moved to this little, this little beach town, south of West Palm, north of Fort Lauderdale, Delray Beach, and he went. Delray Beach. 
That's right. I have two houses in Del <laughs> right. right back to right back, back to feeling he, good. <laughs> right back. I was like, yes, yes. Uh, so that was really it. And he just asked, you know, what I was up to. Yeah. Um, and again, we we had maintained some friendship. So yeah. Uh, the last time that they saw me with the Souls, probably like 2012, 2013, at home for the holidays. Yeah. And after that. After that gig, probably for about a week, I kept getting text messages from Joni, and she was like, "Dude, you were on fire! Yeah. Holy shit!" And all my family were talking about it. And she was like, "If I ever need somebody, dude, I'm coming for you." And, <laughs> oh, that's great. And so I was always like, you know, it's so flattering, yeah, it's so nice, sure. a friend, but this yeah. icon. Yeah, music, you know, yeah. Giving- but she knows, you know, oh, like yeah. she oh, knows dude. Joni is like a, a real she's sharp, man. And she oh, yeah. knows who's going to be able to because, I, you know, I've heard like, you know, because um, I've had friends that, that have played with her. And then I've heard about, you know, drummers that wanted that gig, Mike and Michael. And, you you know, they, you know, they, they're slammers, but you had the thing, man, that you had that thing, and, you know, that, that she knew and it worked best. And um, she, she, and she, her in, in, intuition was telling her, that's my guy. You know, you know, did, you know, did, yeah, did, no, did she, that, I was just going to say, did that relieve maybe some of the pressure of stepping in for Tommy, knowing that she had been a fan of yours for a while and had kind of had her eyes on you for a while? Did that maybe take a little bit of the, oh shit, I'm, I'm replacing Tommy Price uh, kind of, you know, intimidation or whatever the word would be away? Uh, well, you know what? Um, I, 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 and I don't, I'm not, I want to detract from anything you just said. I, I, I will never replace Tommy yeah, Price. I, that's, yeah, I, I got I, you. I, I, that seat, I feel like, and I, I've You're said honoring this, it. Yeah. I honor that seat. No, yeah. I, and more more than that, David. I just I'm keeping it warm. Yeah. I really, I really. That's really just the thing that I always say. That. Yeah. I mean, and you know. Yeah. He is. He is. Tommy's uh, amazing. He's a he's a mother ever yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Feel and slamming, and he just he uh, just knows that you know. That's what I said yeah. to you. I was like, I wear sneakers, and yeah. that was like stepping uh, into boots. Yeah. I mean, big heavy boots. So. Knowing that she, yes, that she wanted me, it, it eased some of the tension. Mm. But again, man, you step into a situation like that, and, and you know, like I mean, every hit counts, everything matters. Yeah, so, right, it, it it was it was a little bit of a relief, but at the same time, I felt like at that point, that's kind of when the real work began. Mm-hmm. Right, you know what I mean? I mean yeah, that's a, that's a great to- that's a great point. People think, oh, you get the gig. It's really when the work begins. That's, it's like, okay, how do, how do now you're there. And now you're just, but like I said, um, the thing that I've really been impressed with, because once we met, I've really kept, kept, you know, an eye on what you've been doing and, and listening to things. And it's like, you've taken it to another level, you know? And Tommy is like one of my favorite drummers in the world. I love Tommy. And I, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, and I've been aware of Tommy's plants since back in the days, like 1983, 82, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, totally. And uh, and he played with Kenny, you know, right. they're, they're Kenny, Kenny, Aronson and him are very good friends. Right. So, yeah, yeah. you know, so there's that, um, you know, he, he's a, a special cat and and to do uh, to, and, and it's not like, you know, what I really appreciate is that, you know, you're playing the songs, but you stayed Michael McDermott. You know, you didn't do you didn't go <laughs> Tommy. You It's like you honor the guy, but it's like, OK, I'm not mirroring the guy. It, that's what it seems like to me that you've been yeah. your own animal which as a drummer which is perfect right it's your own animal i mean it's just great man (laughs) man you know and i i I really appreciate that and i admire it it's really cool michael let me say this david uh that 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 warms my heart and i i am smiling from ear to ear like (laughs) being who being who you are and um, me being a Philly kid, uh, like you were, you were, I mean, the Hooters and you, oh, thank I mean, you. dude, like I, I, I sat there watching it. Live uh, I, well, I was like, I was wow. like sitting in my, I watching on TV. Like you wow. also, because I, I love ska and reggae and yeah. You, yeah. You always, you always inserted yeah. that influence into your drumming. Always. Which I yeah. Love. Oh, I mean, well, thanks, man. <laughs> I mean, again, I've done so yeah. much Scott and Reggae yeah. in my life. Yeah. Continue to. 
that any of you like that style of your drumming yeah. it's just man that this it's like you just sort of you're like a rock drummer oh. with with world drumming sensibility well thank you you know it's so funny that, that you play with joan because we the hooters opened the original hooters with 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 john kuzma and bobby woods when we were all but ska we did a you know we did uh a, a, a ska version of for your love and all this stuff we opened for joan um in 1983 it might have been 80, 82 at Glassboro State College in the gymnasium. That would have been. What, uh, yeah, what a yeah, kick-ass yeah. show that must have been. Uh, it was – no, but, like, Joan was just – breaking out well john would have been yeah pretty big at that yeah. point because i love rock and roll would have already been out it just came out okay I think, right yeah. it would just breeze it yeah. and 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 we were like you know and and the people the audience was great because we were just playing we were nuts man it was like everything was really fast and and ska and uh and i was just so appreciative and the band was that she took us on for that gig you know she she dug that stuff so that that was very cool i was actually going to ask you michael you were probably an, an, a young teen in the early 80s when the hooters were just starting out and Amori had come out and I was going to ask you growing up in Philly were you a Hooters fan and obviously the answer to that is yes oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah man oh man like I got it like seriously like once once all you zombies really hit yeah and like that whole because nobody's side sticking you nobody was doing like no. one droppy side stick yeah. shit. so like that you didn't hear that and no. you definitely didn't hear that on commercial rock radio no. so like uh-uh. Like it was just like wow. Uh-huh. I mean, like Larry Mullen, he had a yeah. timbali, and I feel like I never heard it. Yeah, yeah. I, I was right. always like Larry, hit the t- hit I the timbali. Yeah, I want to hear it. Like, yeah. but you, yeah, man Jamie in the street, Smith. man, man in the street, man in the street, dude. Right, <laughs> there you go. I mean, right. I mean, but like anything in, through Philly, like older uh-huh. than you, public service. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've uh-huh. jammed with all those dudes. Yeah. Every ska and reggae yeah. band. In, in well, well, thank you, Michael. This is, we're, we're talking about you here today, Don. But thank you. I so am, often when we have so drummers good. on the we so often you, when we you. have drummers on the show, and thank we had a lot. I, I I love the the kind of the mutual admiration yeah. between Dave and, uh, and the guests. You know, we got to support like, one yeah, another, man. No, it's it's the way it, it is, man. It. Like that lunch, I I like our, our good friend Jimmy Clark, who who was a fantastic drummer too. He's been working for 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 uh, Lars for Metallica for a long time, and and we had a, 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 some friends that we all had this great little lunch. Hanging out, which that restaurant's not apparently closed down because of COVID. No it's not there. Yeah, man, it was a cool uh, spot. Steven Starr's first place. Yeah, so, um, uh, but it was it was great hanging out with all those drummers and having that cool little hang. Be, yeah. Before we get too far away, because I want to go back to the beginning. But before we get too far away from the Jones stuff, Michael, do you remember? I'm sure you do. The first show you did with her once you're you know in the band. Oh, dude, I told I fully remember the first show. The, wow. I'll tell you the best part about this is we. Um, I mean, you, you got to first, you have to get your feet wet. Yeah. And so like, you know, there's, there's a difference in rehearsal and, and playing. Totally. Um, yeah. I, I, I definitely, you know, I, I felt like I rehearsed really well. I felt like the show, I, I for me, I felt like it was okay. And, and again, it, I, I, I think probably even for them, um, you know, we, we don't really talk of, they we don't talk about it, but, but there was, I, again, I think it was, it just, for me, it just sort of went, okay. I didn't, I didn't do, I didn't perform up to how I wanted to, um, uh, you know, yeah. I'm not going to come on here and be like, oh, I kicked yeah. ass. Yeah. I'm like, no, man, but you, you knew, you knew you had some ground to cover and you well, did. Then, yeah. Then you, yeah. I knew I had some ground to cover and yeah. I went home and went back into the woodshed Yeah. and when, and they were, and then when we got together again to do a, a rehearsal within the first five minutes, like it was a completely I, I mean, again, you know, you have to get out there. You have to throw some pass. You got to throw some balls around. Yeah. And then you're like, you loosen up, find your range. Yeah. And then, then go back, find, like, watch some game films, fine tune yourself, and yeah. then come back. And then, and that's kind of when I felt like yeah. that, my, that I sort of cemented my feet. Yeah. A little bit more yeah. was when they were like, oh, "Okay, you can, you, you can definitely, yeah. you know, do this." Right. Um. So yeah. No, I, I remember the first show, uh, Andy. <laughs> um. Well. Um, and again, now, now that everything these days are is documented, you can, yeah. you know, I, I can, and that's really just what I did. I mean, I, I yeah. went from watching all of Tommy Price yeah. stuff, like game film, like you would on a Monday after yeah. Sunday's game. Right. Um, Watching my own game films, yeah, and, sure, and, and making my own changes yeah. and adjustments. Has Tommy been like out? To, has Tommy been out to see the band when when you've been playing? Has he been out to a show since he you? Has. Oh, that's he great. Has. That's Dude, great. We, yeah, man. Um, that's great. Yeah, out to, in uh, Jones Beach a couple times, and wow. um, 
I'll tell you, man, who's even Brooklyn, his daughter is probably the she's my heaviest critic. She's, I mean, you oh, know, little yeah. kid. She's like 10, yeah. 12. Yeah, yeah. So she, man, believe me, we get <laughs> off stage and she's like, comes right up to me and says stuff like, your drums aren't as big as my daddy's. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's true. Like, he uses a 24. I'm at like a 22. Uh, you know? I'm like, so I'm like, uh, yeah. I mean, I love your boy, dad, though, right? Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm like, boy, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, but it's so great. But uh, he is. Tommy has been nothing but completely yeah. supportive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Amazingly supportive. Yeah. Um, and again, man, it, it, we're not going to go into details, but he, doing he, right? he did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this was, you know, this yeah. is due to a medical right. problem. Yeah. Otherwise, that dude would still be sitting there. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, if they ever cure certain things, that seat is still just as warm as it was when yeah. he left. And at any point, yeah. If I feel a tap on my shoulders. Yeah, you understand. I, I look over and I'll hand the sticks and yeah. just get up. I'll wipe the seat clean. Yeah. And and, yeah. and just walk off to yeah. the smile yeah. all the time. Well, you, you know, know, you know, there's nothing but great things. I mean, that's just an incredible attitude and the fact that, you know, if you you've performed so incredibly well and done you know, more than they probably ever, ever expected. Uh, and they expected a lot probably, which is, yeah. that's a lot, lot going on. So, you know, you're, you're just kind of with all the, it's, it, you really had a great career, but you still got some great things coming, you know, after all this crap is over with COVID and, and we're able to go out and tour again and do what we do. I mean, uh, I, I'm excited to see what, 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 what comes of, uh, the other stuff after, you know, I mean, could Joan is going to go out. We, did you have a long tour book this year? Did you have a lot of stuff that was, um, and the, um, did you, you know, that you lost through all this? We did. We were actually, um, we were, I was heading out for like a two, I had like a two, two show things so like maybe, um, Laughlin, Nevada and yeah. somewhere else back in March. Yeah. And, he, and, and it was sort of coming down and we sort of, we were even, you know, in, in, in communication with each other and our, uh, and our, and our tour manager. And, and even that morning he was like, you know, get on the plane. If you have flights, get on the flight. Right. And then, and, and that's like at 10 in the morning. Yeah. And by one fifteen in the afternoon, he was calling me as I was like looping my belt through my pants. And he's like, did you leave for the airport? Don't leave. Uh, Don't leave. Don't go anywhere. Uh, uh, so just like you, probably everybody yeah. got shut down then. Yeah. So we had we had one offs, and then yeah. was that the thirteenth? I remember the last gig I did was the March thirteenth. Something like that, man. Yeah. yeah. I think I think my... March eleventh. Yeah. Was when I was, yeah. didn't fly. Um, but yeah. yeah, we had a whole tour, um, like Motley Crue. Right. Oh, right. You had that big together. tour. Right. Yeah, that was massive. That yeah, was a dude, big so. tour. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it was Motley Crue, Def Leppard, yeah, um, yeah. Poison and Us, and it was uh, uh, it was stadiums all across. Oh, the and country. you would have guys would have rocked that stadium, so. man. That that was, well, you know, uh, that, that was a cool choice. I thought like Joan in that group of people would have been uh, just kicking ass. You know, they're all great, but I think yeah. that would have been a, just a bit of a diversion in a good oh, way. Yeah. The very first real con not to to, uh, to go on a tangent, but the very first real concert I saw at a real venue was JFK Stadium Synchronicity Tour, The Police, oh, okay. and the opening acts were R.E.M., Madness, and then Joan Jett. Yeah. And Joan, I mean, everybody was great, and The Police, of course, were great. Yeah. But Joan Jett just kicked total ass. Yeah. And, and talk about setting the bar high for your very first concert, right. you know, to see Joan Jett up there. Right. And then, you know, here it is 40 years later, and she still brings it every night. Yeah, that's um, remarkable. So she would have, you're right, Dave, would have totally held her own, and, yes. and, the, and the Black Hearts as well, in, yeah. you know, in, in that kind of setting with those yeah. big bands. But yeah, what a legacy that whole band has too. I mean, oh, think the Black Hearts. It's like that. It's like you know, you think about Petty's band. You know, the Black Hearts. You know, are a band like that. You know, yeah. Heartbreakers, the Black Hearts. You know, yeah. it's just great. It's it's you know it's you know people think of Joan, but that whole band uh, is what makes that thing really run really great. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Well, that's Kenny, one of the reasons. Yeah. That's one yeah. of the reasons. You know, they. She kicks ass so much is yeah. obviously obviously Joan nobody's like her yeah. but then but then the guys she's got playing behind her and in her knowing what what's going to make it work you know right. like seeing Michael going like that's my guy she yeah. had her eye on Michael you know David she knows and hears everything yeah. I know right? I, I equate her to yeah. I equate her to like to yeah. Buddy Rich how he could hear a sour note yeah like six horn players right, away right, right. what like, was that. that 
I mean, two net snare if, drum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And if, and, and if and if she doesn't exact if she can't exactly pinpoint it, yeah. she knows something's, something's funny. wrong. She yeah. registers it and then she'll go, Did something happen in yeah. fragile? Yeah. And then and again, and it's almost it's funny, man. Like I because my parents were always like, just be honest, you know what I mean? Yeah. And honesty will get you everywhere. Yeah, you and know what? So You're I, right. And I would just, and I would never, you know, a lot of people though, I've been in bands with people that were like, no, I don't know. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that. And, then, and, and so like, you know, cause you don't, cause you don't want to be in trouble. And no. So, but you have to, so I would face the music and go, yeah. yeah. Going in second chorus. Yeah. I blah, blah, or I, yeah. yeah. So, or I, or I dropped a beat or I didn't drop a beat. Yeah. yeah. So she yeah. knows, man. That, and you're right. She knows what's going to work. What's not going to work. More importantly, she really, she knows what she wants to hear. Yeah. What it's going to take to get right, there, right, and right. What you got to do to achieve it. And well, so, you know what a history. I mean, I, I I'm a bit of a because of a podcast for years. Though I I love uh, re, I read a lot of books about artists and musicians. I just finished Jeff Beccaro's book called "It's About Time" by Robin Flans, and there's some great stories in it. But you 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 and 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 other great books. But you know, one thing about Joan and uh, I, I, uh, Rodney Bingenheimer tells this story about the you know the the Runaways and those early sessions. Maybe it was Sal uh, Sal Maida who was Sal on our show talking yes. about playing doing sessions with yes. with the one of Runaways and he played bass. And Joan was always the like Joan had the ear, you know, uh, you know, just, you know, she's meant to do do what she's doing. You know, it's just like, this. Yep. you know, I, I got a feeling if she wasn't famous and she wasn't Joan yet, she'd still be somewhere with a guitar rocking someplace doing yep. it because this is what in her DNA, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. For, for real. For real. Yeah. Really. Absolutely. And she's always been that way from the yeah. from the time that I, you know, liked her as a like loved her as a fan growing up as a kid yeah. to when to meeting her right. and then to being in her band. Right. Um, yeah. she, hey, she never changed. Put that in perspective that you're a fan of her as a kid, you know, probably watching the videos, listening to the records. And then, you know, 30, 40 years later, you're in her band. Um that's got to kind of blow your mind a little bit, I would think, even though obviously you're an accomplished drummer and you've done a lot of great stuff. And we're going to talk a lot about the Bouncing Souls in a little while. But just being in Joan's band after being a fan as a kid, is, is that kind of surreal, at, at least at the beginning? And they're buds. Um, <laughs> every, every single night that I yeah. start the intro to I Love Rock and Roll, that is the most surreal moment, Andy, of my day. <laughs> where you're just like, I mean, because we've all played that. I mean, yeah. as, a, as an up and coming drummer, yeah. you play that. Yeah, you know, that's, you're, that, you're, that's. You're, that's learning. You're Must base, learning. Yeah, 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 you're in your basement shedding yeah. that. I'm, I'm, I'm playing. You know, yeah. ACDC's yeah. back in black. Yeah. yeah, front to back, just yeah. to, so like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But, but that, that fill, that fill in intro. That's you know every snare. Yeah, I love what you say. Every note counts. It's yeah. like every note. Like when when you're in the band, like you're doing the show, you realize how important. Da, 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 da. It's like that is. Hey, well, That's we actually we, we actually happen to have yeah. a live version of "I Love Rock and Roll" recorded <laughs> at uh, BB&T Pavilion in Camden yeah, cool. I just, last year in 2019. So we can hear a little bit of it and hear the moment that uh, yeah. that Michael's talking about at the beginning of the song. Taylor, can you cue that up for us? Crank it up. Crank. I'm 
it kicks ass. And yeah, my friend um, Zuzu was probably on the side of the stage just losing her mind there. Because I think they I might, they might have opened that show, right? I know Wasn't she, Soraya's opened for Joan a few times. A few times. I don't know or, if it was that or, night. Yeah. Maybe not, 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 not that night. But, man, Michael, what a, what you a huge to see, fan. You need, Dave was air drumming uh, the entire freaking time. <laughs> it, was so <laughs> it was fun. I was like in it, man. It was great. Oh, Michael, beautiful. Uh, let me just take a second to mention Alan Merrill of The Arrows, the, the band that wrote that song. Alan uh, Merrill wrote yeah, that song. People, a lot of people don't realize that was a cover. Yeah. And uh, he, yep. he died of COVID earlier yeah, this year. Uh, one of the one of the musicians we've sadly he lost was a, this year. But uh, a buddy of Kenny's too. He okay. was, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Wow, but, man. You know, awesome, man. I mean, uh, how much fun, man, getting to play that. And uh, it's crazy. A great. It's a, it's a great song. And you know, I was thinking back to 1982 when we played with it. I heard, I like saw her play that, and like it's still not. It's really, you know, it's the song. It's still that's the one thing about that. It's still that 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 guitar riff and yeah. the way she delivers it, her vocal. She says, "Just listen to that from last year. It sounds almost as yeah. good. it just sounds like it did in the early '80s." Yeah. I mean, she hasn't. Yeah. Damn, I mean, Such she just great, sounds great. Yeah. Great track, great yeah. track, man. You know, yeah, man. what? She yeah. plays it. Still playing through that Marshall. She's got Marshall stack. She's a Marshall. Marshall. Uh, she's always been using Marshall's. Uh, she's a fan of the Marshall amp. Am, am I correct there? Or is she? Planes to do something, or is it AC thirties? No, yeah, no. I think it's like a little music man. She's got. Oh right, okay, okay. Uh, A lot of guys are using these Kempers these days because they can get all these different like amps out of them, you know. So, but I, if I remember, there was a bit of a, uh, you know, I'm look when I back in the day there was like a stack of amps, but uh, maybe maybe Ricky might Ricky Byrne might have been playing with her back then using that back in the day. Yeah, wow. Man. Yeah, but she's still man. That is that sound. I think I think that He's sound. You think back to any guitar player, man. That sound is just in their hands. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it you're right. Matter, you're doesn't right. matter what they pick up, man. Yeah. They can sort of find right. that sound in their hands. They're oh, just somehow. Yeah. So. Michael, and that's true of drummers too. You know, you notice uh-huh. there's like Rob Hyman said, it doesn't matter like with, with me and who's going to be. You're playing drums because I can tell it's you. you. Your your band guys are probably the same way with you. You you know, we have a certain thing. You know, yeah. it's in a, it's in our hands. The DNA. Everybody has a, everyone has a little different thing, man. It's, yeah, you're right yeah. about that. That's a great point. It's, it's an inert ability inside you. Like I just heard somebody talking about. And it was it was like how do you how can you tell a, a good drummer from a bad drummer? And kind of like one of them um, was um, the ability to sit down at any kit. It doesn't yeah. have to be at your kit. Right. It could be a garbage kit. It could be it could be a Mickey Mouse kit uh-huh. that's your like that's your your nieces or your nephews. Yep. But you're going to create some sort of musicality out of it. Awesome. Um, yeah. You know, and, right. and that's kind of yeah. I mean, there yeah. isn't like, well, it's not my kid. I need my kid. Yeah. Uh, no, I need a, nah. If, if you can play drums yeah. or you're a musician, you, you should make have it work. Like two, make yeah. it work. Pencils right. in a pot and pan. Yeah. Well, it's like you, Dave, when yeah. we bring when you bring in the croaker percussion stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. whatever you're playing on. You're. I just told you I was reading the Picaro book. It's about time, and there's a there's a pretty. Uh, it's a story that's been floating around for a long time where all these guys were going to the percussion institute in LA and Jeff was coming over to do a, uh, a, a he's not a clinic guy or anything like that but he's showing up to talk to the students and he, they said oh you want us to set the master series up kid he goes no I want you to play to put up the imports you know but it was the kit like the, the most least expensive kit and he just yeah. wanted to demonstrate that like a kit here I am playing this kit this is what I sound like uh, and that that was it and, and everybody said it sounded amazing Amazing, you know. Sure. Well, you know what I mean? He's well, just the Jeff, way he plays. Of course, way he plays. Sound amazing, you know, yeah. it just. Uh, yeah. it, hey, uh, Michael, let's go back. You mentioned you mentioned a Mickey Mouse, your niece, uh, nieces or nephews, Mickey Mouse kit. I was reading an interview with you, or I was listening to an interview with you, where you said when you you started drumming pretty early as a kid, and and you had like a, a Mickey Mouse kit. I mean, so that's how early you were drumming. I mean, right from right from the beginning. Yeah, man. Like once they got that, like I mean, whenever you get that, like what you're like three, three and a half, four, <laughs> something like that. Um, but, but like at five is kind of when I started, like somehow or another, they got me a practice pad. Um, there's a music store kind of right near us. And so right around there and I just started setting up buckets. Was that in Bucks um, County? Like, was it in Bucks County? Was it? When, yeah, yeah. Was it yeah, like music just, too? Was it the one that, what, no, was, what, what, do you remember the music store? Was it a music barn or something like uh, that near, uh, there was a cheesesteak. Pl- I remember all the stores there, man. They were, well, you guys grew uh, up not too far away. No, Obviously you're, I love you're, that you're a little yeah. older, Dave, but, yeah. but you guys grew up, uh, right. Did you grew up in uh, Levittown or, or Farrell's Hills around there, uh, Michael? Uh, 
like Yardley. Okay. Um, All right. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but like, but outside of Yardley, um, and it wasn't like a Richie Yardley kid. But right. so when you say when you say Yardley, um, no, I went to A to Z Music. In, yes. In, in but Warsaw. my first new beats there, Michael. Dude, uh, yeah, and what, fourteen. And there was it was there was um there was a fire at the original the whole yeah. actual strip mall right. sort of caught fire. Wow, I didn't and know that. that. Was, and, and that was where the original A to Z was yes. um, before they moved to Bridge Street. Yeah. But but and it caught fire and everybody I mean looted not not me but I had friends wow. who had old brothers that are like I got these symbols I mean people wow. it was just so horrible oh. they like ate it. Yeah. Well, you know that like but um so but that's where I got my first yeah. damn a swing right, star kit. Right. right. That's right. that was right next door to this pizza place. Yeah, wasn't so it did the people... guy remember the guy with the comb over in there? Remember yeah, the guy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, was yeah, it yeah. Dick? He, uh, and, and there was, I think, Dick, his name, Dick, Dick right? And Dick, then, and then, Dick. and then there was another store down there near the uh, off of uh, near the uh, near Pensbury that was called, I think, it was called the Music Barn. Stan, the sax player. Remember the big? There was a big guy. Remember that yeah. guy? He talked like that. And when I come in, and when I was a kid, he's really bust my balls when I was a kid. Yep. But then yep. one day, you know, like later on, he was like, "Oh, this guy's serious," you know. So he was, he would come in and let me hang out in the store. But man, that A to Z music story really brings me back because Dude. and music too that was another one that was over there in morrisville that was yep. uh the but the a to z music you know like I, I got my first hats there and i remember dick with the comb over and it yeah, was dude. like yeah, dude. oh man yeah. oh yeah dick, dick i still have i i still have every receipt that wow. like those little yellow a to z music <laughs> receipt i have i still have my stack of them wow so everything i am and i used to go in there constantly yeah that was my thing wow um wow and then i mean you remember stuff like and then i guess there's like uh george's remember george's yeah music? sure sure that was the that was the closest thing to like a mom and pop chain yeah right like because eight you know a to z wasn't wasn't a chain no. and other things and and no. then, but if, and I'll tell you what, if I could get my dad though to drive me down to Sam Ash in right. Philly, <laughs> you feel like, oh, dude, big stuff. You You're like there for a day. Up. You don't leave because you know what? You could get you like A to Z. <laughs> I mean, you. It, it took a while. It took me years for them to like pull out the box of like drum parts. You know, <laughs> right. because I'd be like, "Wow, well, I'm looking for justice." Yeah, yeah, log, yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. And like, and, you know, it's, yeah, to build some it, cred before they would do yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? But Can like, they get back but, there, right? Yeah, yeah. But down at Sam Ash, man, like yeah. there was. They had boxes and boxes and boxes of yeah. parts. Yeah. And it was like, please go through it. <laughs> you like, can build a drum set from it. <laughs> yeah. And then and you bring stuff up and they're like, yeah, uh, 50 cents. Yeah. You know, you know, a quarter. Yeah. You know, like, and it was just so bad, man. Like, so, like, yeah, yeah I love me. So, love me. If I could get my dad to bring me down to Sam Ash on yeah. a Saturday or something, that was like, whew. Wow. That was. <laughs> oh, there's good times, man. That's great. Boy, that the memories of that, they just were like, did you, uh, so it's great. Did you play in a, in a bunch of bands in high school at Pensbury? Um, like, like, well, I mean, I did like concert band. Or no, I meant like, I mean, did you have like a, like rock, no, rock bands with friends when you were in high school? In my basement, but we never, I never really went out. Um, yeah, I never really started playing out, um, until I went to New York, man. Um, yeah. I, 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 I'm oddly enough, man, seriously, I never played, I never played like a bar show, like uh, a three, like, like three sets or two sets at a bar Wow! until, until three years ago. And wow. I started to, when I came down here uh -huh. and because it's Florida and it's kind of islandy, right, right. there was just, there was this band that was mm -hmm. kind of like. They were they're ska and reggae. Yes, yeah, so you were like, this is fun. <laughs> well, right, but the drummer was just playing sublime beats, uh -huh. and I was like, no, that's a one drop, right? Or that's a or that's a stepper's beat. Or, or, <laughs> that's great. To or hear. that's a blue beat. Or like, right. but he they if you don't know, yeah. you know, or that's mm -hmm. a buru. You got to mm -hmm. do a or a nine thing. <laughs> like if you if you don't know, then you just play yeah. a sublime beat. That right. that beat. That's just you know you're just playing, and yeah. so. Yeah. I played with them for like probably a year and a half, two yeah. years. Yeah. And it was, I'll tell you what, man, like, A, my, my ska and reggae chops. Got real good. I, got, got, I brought yeah. them way back right. up. Michael, um, I love that because you got to stay that you you understand it's like keeping the wheels greased. You know that's something that is so important. You know, um, you know, like I, I have a you know like you have a studio at your house. I have a studio at my house. I I, I do you know uh, when COVID came, I said you know it was my first a music room. Now I record there, but yeah. it's something that like you know it just like 
you know, if you want to be, you, you know, like I, it, you just got to do it. It just, and, and you know what? It, it, I don't know about you were doing that gig. It probably felt great when you'd walk out of there at nighttime. When you, after you did yep. that gig, you're like, oh, oh like, yeah. you know, the next day you feel like you're you. If you're not doing that, you know, I, 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 I know me, I don't feel, if I'm not playing, um, uh, doing something musically, I don't feel, I'm not, I feel like I got the flu or something. Something's not right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I bet you're like that. There's a, there's a point in me that during the day and it's, and it's, it's every day that I have to, I mean, I usually yeah. come in and I do like six to nine yeah. at night in my, in my, in my studio. Nice. Um, and that's, and it used to be nine to 12 and then six to nine. So yeah. I used to sort of fashion it like a football player and I would do two a days. Yeah. <laughs> That's as great. I've gotten, yeah, as I've gotten older, yeah. um, I, I find that I'm a little bit more productive at night. Yeah. Um, so I, but yeah, every day. I mean, I have to. I am just like that. And you, I'll back yeah. to you and Code. You, I do. I do home recording now yeah. as well. Awesome. And you, my friend, yeah. are another again. David was taking in another <laughs> step in the inspiration of Michael McDermott. <laughs> It's true though. When oh. you started doing that, and I started seeing that, yeah, yeah. that was all in conjunction. We started doing these at home together videos. Nice. And I was just doing like a GoPro. Oh, sweet. And, right, and so and then I would send it on, and Joan yeah. and, and everybody else would just right do on. like on their phones. Right on. And, but the dude that that I would send it to, we sort of had like a little. I'm gonna give a we give it away. Yeah. Although Joan, nobody else knew, but the bass player and I <clears throat> were sort of sharing tracks together. Nice. And then, so then when we would send them to yeah. Joan or and Dougie, it was like a solid foundation. Why? You know, right. It was, it was yeah. kind of mixed a little. All right. Cool. Kind of, my cool. drums were. But anyway, so cool. but the guy who does that was like, "Hey man, why don't you try to get into?" Yeah. Have you ever thought about? He's like, you could just get like a two-channel focus right. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Something yeah. like that. And I was right. like, and I was like, well, I don't want that. I want right. to be able to record all my. Yeah, songs. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And because I'm looking at you and yeah. your uh, Instagram stuff and, and you know and <laughs> and, and Facebook yeah. stuff and I'm like, fucking, we're sick of recording. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, right. he's yeah. right next to his fucking hot water heater. Oh I can yeah, do man, I got a universal <laughs> audio interface. I'm an XP, you know, X, XAP guy. I love that stuff. Pro Tools, Logic. You know, I, it's like I, and I, you know, I'm always. My wife said to me, I had a Coles mic sent to the house the other day, which aren't cheap. They're not cheap. My wife was like, "What do you need another mic for?" It's like, <laughs> well, I do. You know, it's like one of those. You're things. like, it's not another mic. It's this mic. It's this mic. Very good. <laughs> Exactly. You know, uh, Michael, I'm, I'm, that's so cool that you're doing that because, you know, look, you know, we got to we got to keep going, you know, and, and nothing could stop us. And we got to realize that, like, you know, this is just a temporary, uh, you know, uh, you know, just a setback right now with the COVID thing. And it's really horrible that people are losing their lives and people are losing their livelihoods. But, you know, if, if you can be active at home and figure out how you can use the technology. And, you know, I had to go back and learn how to engineer again, too, because I used to do this like 15 years ago in L.A. and at my place. But I had like, you know, I, I it, you know, it, it was it was a big of a mixed blessing all of a sudden like oh this is horrible i can't tour can't do anything then you know i started studying with a friend of mine but i'm gonna give a plug here you know like you did dave dowham started teaching me some engineering so it's like you know like on a on a on a so i can do it you know so but it's such an important thing because if we don't do it then the other side is it's not good you know it's like i just like to and i'm so happy that you're doing it and it's uh it's good stuff well, right you, you, yeah, it's great that yeah. you guys are. Yeah. Well, it's what we talk. I mean, it's like you every day. I, I, every time I pick up and I look at social media, yeah. you are either playing drums yeah. or, gu or guitar yeah. or trumpet. Right. We haven't, we haven't heard the trumpet in a while. Well, babe. the trumpet is a bucket list thing. I have to tell you, you know, I, I, I tell this story. People don't understand when I was in for, you know, they get school, they give you a trumpet and I, well, they give you an instrument to play. And my dad was a big Chet Baker, Harry James. He was yeah. a big fan of this stuff. So I, you know, at fourth grade, I had to play the, I had to play the trumpet and I really didn't want to play the trumpet, but I, I did. So I, I had three months to, 
to you know to play this thing and um, to learn and you get lessons. And so I, they teach you how to take the vowels out and oil the vowels. And I didn't do it right. I thought I thought I broke the trumpet. Right. So and I put it back and I remember I, I, I would never play it and it was stuck. I didn't do it right. And I never asked anybody. So what happened was I thought I broke the trumpet and my parents were like living, you know, they weren't wealthy people. They couldn't afford a trumpet. I think they're going to have to pay for it. So I brought the trumpet back, never played it again. And then years later was on my bucket list. I'm going to play a trumpet. Later on, I found out when I went and valve it, you know, pulled it, pulled it out of the casing and started oiling the valves. I went, oh, my God, I never even did this. So I didn't break the trumpet for years for 40 i don't know 50 some 60 years i'm thinking i broke the trumpet i didn't break the trumpet so that's the story of the trumpet but that's every day you're yep. doing something and yeah. that's that's kind of what you're saying like yeah. don't stay stagnant you Can't. know right. constant evolution yeah. Yeah. Of like not right. just as a musician but as yeah. a human yeah right michael you know what i mean like you're right. i mean it's just it's even just even like simple as we get older yeah. like stretching like right like there's no reason why you sh- that everybody still shouldn't be able to touch their toes. Yeah, you're right, man. You just gotta yeah. move just, and, and Mike, you gotta. You should be a motivational speaker. Yeah, I know man. he's you, wonderful, you, man. <laughs> and Michael, Mike, and you, you, there's a lot of your metaphors are, are referring to like sports. You, you're you, obviously you, you follow some. You, you, I saw the, the, that great photo you sent me in the Mets uniform, uh, right? That's, so that's the Boca Mets. I play. I play adult league baseball awesome. every Sunday. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. But you're not a Mets fan, I hope. Um, well, I have to. So, okay. So <laughs> being, a, being, being in the Philly area, yeah. somehow or another, and I, which you should really get that you should get Hal, uh, the Blackhearts bass player, because <laughs> Hal is an avid Phillies, Eagles, yeah. Flyers, Sixers. Like you guys would spend an hour talking. No, hey, Hal, not, right on. Just, <laughs> um, I always went to Pittsburgh somehow right, or another. There you I, go. I was, a, I was a Steelers. Yeah. Kid. Well, it's it's tough not to admire the Steelers, man. They, they're the way they play football. Forget yeah. it. You know. I mean, they, I, I I'm a, look. I'm a true gr- bleed green Eagles guy. But I'll tell you, you cannot help but admire the the Steelers because just every you know so for some reason, man, they get these great linebackers. They always have great DBs. They're always got ferocious D line. You know. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 you know, even if they're not winning the Super Bowl or play, they're still a team that no one wants to face. You know yeah. what I mean? Right? Yeah. So I get and, it, and, Michael. I do. Well, and for me, back, I mean, in our era, of gr- my growing up, I had, like, I could either follow, like, Terry Bradshaw or Ron yeah. Jaworski. <laughs> and, and, like, Bradshaw, nothing, yeah. you know, nothing against Jaworski. Yeah, I hear you. But, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, sort of, I don't know. I got to call you out on that. I mean, it was, Wait, uh, Charles, uh, uh, Charles is a buddy, man. Like, yeah, I, well, I, I, and and oh, you know, those no, Eagles no. teams, those late 70s Eagles teams oh, were, yeah. they, you know, they weren't the Steelers, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah but who had me, Jay Green or yeah. Swanee? Or hey, we had Harold Carmichael, Wilbur Montgomery, yeah. Bill Berge. I mean, there's a, come oh, yeah. on, you know. We could spend two hours debating. Hey, Michael, you're going to come back and do the sports version of In the Pocket. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna get back to these, but yeah. we are going to do the yeah, sports. Before version. we go too far He's to sports, we yeah. our, our producer Taylor Cardatus, Cardatus, yes, Cardatus, right? Taylor's a Cardatus. fan. Man. We would we would be, he would be very upset if we don't get into some bouncing souls talk. Yes. Because Taylor, when he found out we were having you on the show, was like, I'm a huge Bouncing Souls fan. We found out Taylor was born in 1991. Right. So he's a kid when the Bouncing Souls were, yeah. were, were out. But, and um, Taylor's super cool, man. He's yeah. super cool. And when you we, when he found out you were going to be on the podcast, he was very stoked. Yeah. So obviously we know you played in a bunch of bands that we're really not going to be able to get into time-wise right now, Michael. But, but you joined the Bouncing Souls in, um, I guess it was 2000. Uh, can you talk about how you ended up with those guys. And, and obviously you had a great career with them playing with them for 14, Thir- four, yeah. 13 and a half, wow. 14 years. Um, yeah. Talk about joining the bouncing souls. Um, I was doing every ska and reggae band out of New York city um, at the time. Yeah. Um, and I was, t- I was, I was, I was touring at the time with this band called Mephiscopheles, which is kind of like a, the satanic ska band, which is, they're not satanic, or but they are, but, but they are Scott. Um, which uh, their drummer Wayne Dutton, uh, Broadway drummer. So you want to talk oh, about? I like, like, knew like, yeah, Wayne Dutton, do Cats, Lion King, like oh, stepping wow. in, like that, like yeah. yeah step, that was a gig trying to step into that gig with, wow. and learning stuff where I would wake right. up in the middle of the night, kind of, and like in the same aspect I would with in marching band when yeah. I were like. And you'd wake up, and you'd be like, the director's yelling at us. I'm still on, I'm on the 50-yard line. Anyway, I was playing in, in Mephiscopheles, 
we played we opened up for the souls um at the trocadero in philly uh-huh. that happened to be their uh shall the drummer of the souls his at his last show uh-huh. um you, you could sort of see you know we all it, you know dynamics in in people and and bands and and i you know in watching them you were like wow something just isn't right it's uh-huh. odd yeah um so then not long after that yeah they a friend of mine was like hey they're looking for a drummer i um i called up and um and they just asked if there there was used to be a, an old drummer of Mephiscopheles named Michael as well. So and and he was he was a different drummer. Let's just say he was a different drummer. <laughs> so so when when they called me up, they went, "Are you the Mike? Are you the Michael that played on the Meph record? Or are you the Michael that just played with us at the Trocadero?" And I was like, "I'm the Michael that just played with you at the Trocadero." And the, and Pete, the guitar player, went, "Oh, awesome!" He's like. <laughs> So, um, I mean, cause they, uh, he had firsthand experience. He just sat and watched me play. Um, and obviously that night they were having issues uh, and things yeah. were happening. Um, but yeah, I went and, and that was early 2000. And by February I was on a plane with those guys to, uh, to Australia. Wow. Um, and then I spent, yeah, the next 13 and a half years, um, with some of my best friends. I actually just did like a, a weird zoom, um, like podcasty thing where we we sort of told this story about how Green Day stole a snare drum fr- from me, and then we had and we had and we had the the guy one of the guys from Green Day uh, or one of the techs Timmy Chunks who um, who was involved in the caper he was on there as well anyway so but yeah we, we, it was just really it was so they were. Wait for you real? Know? I want to I want to back up. So did they did I mean, they really actually stole? Did did Trey Cool use it on stage? Um. No, no, no. Okay, so I had a I had a utility drum. I had a, a ten by six Tammy utility drum cool. on a stand. Yeah. And I'm I'm flying yeah. around, so you can't bring everything. I so I had my drum company had a, supplied me with a kit, yeah. but I you know ship snares and cymbals and pedals like right. you do. Yeah. <clears throat> and I brought this utilities thing just as a, for a side snare yeah. if I needed it. And the Souls also had a song that could offer up some timbali parts. Kate is great. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I came back from dinner and the entire thing was gone. Uh-huh. Everything gone. The snare, uh-huh. the stand, everything gone. Wow. I asked about it and then the next thing I got was a Polaroid picture of someone holding a nine millimeter Glock at my snare drum. <laughs> and then in, and then in they had somebody write in German that like, um, you know, hey. You know, if you ever want to see the drum again, you have to play three shows without it. Don't, you know, don't, 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 don't try to rescue the drum or whatever it said. Anyway, I took, I took then, I took that picture to uh, Mitch Kramer, who was their tour manager, who also tour managed Joan Jett back in the day. Uh-huh. Um, Mitch um, wasn't pleased because I, I apparently, somebody apparently took his gun. Oh. Um, so that they could, so that they could do the picture. Right. So, so he was like, "Who the fuck took my gun?" <laughs> right. Um, and, and then the next thing I got was the snare throw off. <laughs> I got the, I got the throw off. So they took apart the drum. I got the oh. snare throw off. I got oh, the wire. Oh shit! I got some lugs. Oh man! And and, and, and I took that note with <sighs> all with with a little bag of parts to my German bus driver wow. who read who read the note and then looked up at me and he, and he went, what have you done to piss the kidnappers off? <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, 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 and he was like, it says here, you have to keep your mouth shut. That's a you're good sp- German accent too. You're speaking to everyone. You have to shut up. And so uh, I, I, I kept my mouth shut for the, for the next two weeks. And then on the last day of tour, and and you know when you when you get like a rental drum kit, there's yeah, yeah. always a spare snare. Right. So I, I was like, ah, I got another snare anyway. You didn't really. Um, but yeah, then yeah, they they had this whole snare. It had you know the snare was back together, had a brand new head on it. It was polished, cleaner <laughs> yeah. than I'd ever seen it look. Right. You know? Um, and but just such great guys. Oh, man. that's Those, cool. They, yeah, the oh. nicest guys in the world. Man, wow. So. Wow. But yeah, they took it. That was probably 2003, 2004. Yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, the souls were uh, the souls. I mean, if you know the, if, if I mean, people who, if you don't know the souls, they're a very DIY, yeah, uh, Jersey punk band, right, um, right, yeah. who, who once the offspring 
kind of made good yeah. and every was trying to you know suck up as many punk bands as you could right uh, they went with one of the two big punk labels at the time Ep- there was epitaph, epitaph and, right. and fat records so yeah. we were part of the we you know it was in the punk world if you were sort of part of you know the epitaph family or the or the right. fat records family kids right. sort of raised you they took it in right you know Band's warp tour was really huge at the time. Um, Pitchfork was like a that was that there a uh, was that online was it called Pitchfork the magazine the Pitchfork, online yeah, no. No, Pitchfork yeah yeah, yeah. that's but, a little bit more heavy that's a more like a little more of the metal and like oh, okay. kids right. but still no they I mean they probably had they probably had a tent out at bands I mean we up until like two thousand eight two thousand nine. Like when it was, it was really a punk punk community, yeah. and then Ozfest, Ozfest sort of folded, and all those Ozfest bands had nowhere to go, so mm. they kind of came to Warp Tour, right? And that sort of made, which shifted, yeah, shifted the sound yeah. a little bit. And again, it diversified Warp Tour, but yeah. but when I I also then had a I had, I had a brand new kit, say on the 2008 Warp Tour, and I got and it, because I do a lot of recording, I got a like a twenty a twenty two. Um, 10, 12, 14, 16. Wow. And my drum tech was like, well, what should we set up? Right. And usually I would have just set up like a 20, 12, 14 yeah. and been done with it. Or like, you know, tw- or 22, 12, 14, 16. Uh-huh. And I went and all, and at the time, all you could hear was like, and I was like, Set up everything. It'll confuse the kids. They'll think it's one of their favorite metal bands coming right. up, and yeah. they'll stay in front of the stage to watch. Right. And so I set up. I, I so I played. I didn't. You know, there's no call for double bass. Right. But you had um, it. Yeah, yeah. Although <laughs> I did. I didn't do the Kenny Jones thing. Right. I did set up. Although Kenny Jones, yeah, great drummer. Yeah. I did set up two kick pedals, right. and I would either play with my left foot or yeah. my right. Foot. Right. Right. You ever so, see? But yeah. yeah, that's that's interesting. That whole that concept of having a bass drum. I, nowadays, like I mentioned, the kids are playing the Who show. The way Keith Moon would play a double bass drum, the way he would play it, it was it was because he was really. You know, he would didn't didn't do it very much, but the yep. way he would play it was always very fa- different than anybody. You know, it's like yeah, you incorporated it somehow to make it musical. You know, yeah. hey, we got we got to hear. We, we should hear some bouncing. Yeah, souls. let's. Uh, so you've played actually on five albums. Your first one was "How I Spent My Summer Vacation" in two thousand one, which Taylor says is his favorite album. And we yes. have "Gone" and "True Believers" from that album. Taylor, pick a song: "Gone" or "True Believers." Which one? Which one do you want? Greg.
<clears throat> that is just so kick-ass. That session must have been fun. That we uh, did that one and the second record up at this place in Mass Western Massachusetts called Longview Farms. Uh huh. And when we were doing that record, yeah. how I spent my summer vacation, yeah. Aerosmith was in the barn. Oh, there, there's like a. That's why like I heard that name. Barn. That's in a couple books uh, that I've read. Yeah. I've read that place. It sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, the Stones did like <clears throat> I think they're like <clears throat> some like 1973. There's like tour production there. Lots of yeah. records there. Yeah. But yeah, they would um they would come in and out, and they were constantly shooting guns. Uh, <laughs> And which was kind of funny. They yeah. come over and, and steal. Um, you have sort of, you know, there's cooks right. in both things. For, you know, and, you're, and really, it's you're, yeah, and you know this when you go sometimes. When yeah. you go to record sometimes, it's it's not as much about the recording as it is about the food. <laughs> right. I know. And you're, just, yeah. and, you're, and you're like, are we, am I supposed to play drums or am I eating yeah, like right. a Thanksgiving meal every day? <laughs> it's wild. Um, yeah. But they would come over, like, and she would go out, man, and she'd be, don't see my pumpkins. <laughs> no, like because you'd see it like literally, like Joe Perry would walk over to like come and take pumpkins off the front porch to just go blast. <laughs> and um, yeah, you you didn't really we did they weren't really as you didn't really interact as much yeah. um, that way. Um, yeah, yeah. The second record we did, there was um, uh, Ber- Bernie Worrell was there oh. um, doing some stuff with like most most deaf and yeah. some of the dudes in Living Color right. and Bernie. It was like by by like ten thirty every night, man. We, you, it was you. What well, you you knew you could count on it. You could like go to the window, and you'd be like, look out, and be like, here comes Bernie up the driveway. <laughs> He'd be and, hanging out, and then and then you'd hear him come in the house because yeah. we would we wouldn't really we had we had a lot of wine. Yeah, and he would come in, and they and he'd be like, there's a door, and then you'd hear <laughs> bottles clink around, and you'd be like. He's going through the wine, and then, and then like two seconds later, you see Warrell like going back down the driveway towards his thing with a bottle of wine. And you're like, man, so Bernie Warrell would steal a bottle of wine from us every night. <laughs> like, like clock. That's good man. rock and roll story. I love that. That's that's good. Good. It's, exactly. So good shit. Oh, that's good. But great. um, yeah, they were they were a great band. I love. I mean, again, they're still some of my best friends. I talk yeah. to them constantly. Um, yeah. And you know, it, again, it just sort of has you. In in that world, man, there is there are no rock stars. You know what no. I mean? There, there. It's it's everybody is. You know, even even you go to you know you go to Warp Tour and right. everyone stands in line. Yeah. To get catered. That's an interesting. Yeah, the Warp Tour thing. Um, I'm good friends with Will Yip, who is a producer that uh, has a lot of bands. Will, that, Will Yip is a good friend of mine. Yeah, Will's yeah. great. And, and you know, Will's and you know he's a great drummer too. He plays his yeah, ass oh, off. Amazing. He just did a Souls record. Uh, wonderful. And he's a uh, you know, this guy that, uh, it, you know, he worked with a lot of bands that does a warp tour and he was telling me all about how that thing functions and operates. And, uh, it's just, uh, and, and the reason it, you know, it, it stayed successful is because of that. But, you yeah. know, uh, there is that great community. That's, that, that's really like our, uh, like Taylor, who yeah. was, to, who mentioned before the show that he saw you, he saw bouncing souls at warp tour a few times. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, the song, by the way, for people who don't know was true believers. Again, it was from the album, how I spent, my summer, I, I summer vacation. The, I'm going to get that record. Yeah, I, it's, and, you it's, know, I know some of the kids that I give lessons to will flip over that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's, it holds yeah, up, yeah, man. Yeah, it, it holds it up. It was, it's definitely of its time, but it holds yeah. up. It, it really yeah, does. So. Yeah. Hey, this, this is fastest Dave, hour Dave, Dave we've was, ever done. Toward the end of that song, Michael, <laughs> Dave's looking at, at the time, and he's giving me this look like, "Oh my God, it's been an hour already." Uh, yeah, was, talk yeah. about flying by. You got to yeah. come back, Michael. We because there's I something. Will. It was a real pleasure, and I, you know, I love that. You know, the, the, when we were chatting about the Steelers and like the, you know, stuff that was deep. So you got to yeah, come man. back. We're gonna have to do something like that. Have a little Please. sports panel, man. Talk I about really rock and roll sports. I can't thank you guys enough for thinking of me. It's oh. really, it really warms my heart. And uh, and I listen to your to the podcast, so awesome. I love what you guys do. It's awesome. so awesome. Yeah, Taylor, I'll see if I can find <clears throat> something for you. Yeah. Go dig in, uh, dig in my crates, and see what I can find. How about for, that, Taylor? For you, you, just, you just got a thumbs up from Taylor. That's right that, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm I, gonna see. Yeah, I got a lot of weird things, so I'm gonna see what I can find. <laughs> that would be cool. And hopefully, at, you know, next year we'll be seeing you with Joan Jett back on the road. Um, I know yeah. she's got some shows in this area. I'm sure that we're yeah. you know rescheduled from this year. That'll hopefully be next year. So yeah. hopefully by next year everything's back to normal and we're getting to see uh, you and everybody else yeah. you know on stage. I'm ever so. so grateful to Jimmy Clark for introducing us. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's really Jimmy great. Jimmy Clark played with Joan Jett. Yes, yeah. I know. 
I know. I mean, yeah. Jimmy, what what a character. He There's is. a character in this world. It's it Jimmy is. Clark. Well, you guys <laughs> can get. You guys can talk about Jimmy yeah, yeah, when you, when yeah, we have Michael yeah, back on because yeah, I'm sure he got some sure. stories. Yeah. yeah so, again, you guys, thank you so so much. It's really been. Hey, really thanks. Funny. Hey, hey, uh, how warm is it down there today? By the way. How warm is it? You know, let me let me give me. All right. All right. Yeah. Seven eighty. One second. I heard it's. Uh, my parents were telling me it's really hot, but I'm curious what my parents' definition of really hot is because they're down there right now. Uh, it, it is 85. Feels like 95. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that would be. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, nice man. So, well, enjoy it. Yeah, Michael, it was our pleasure. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. We'll 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 catch up and we'll get you back because this was a real uh, real pleasure for us. Thanks, likewise, likewise. thanks a lot, Michael. Have a great Thank day. Thank you again, guys. Yeah. Have a great right, day. Man. All right. Was that great or what? Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Fired up, dude. Uh, yeah. Motivation. I mean, another man. one. Some of our guests, you just ask them one question and then they just go, man. But it's 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 great stuff. It's like great stuff. Crouchy, yeah. man. Fired up. Yeah. On yeah. life. Hey, uh, do want to mention that coming up on November 7th, 7th. Uh, if you're in out the there pocket. looking for something to do, you're looking for live music drive in the in. pocket, having a drive-in concert at the Neshaminy Mall, yeah. Dave will be there with uh, all the in the pocket regulars, yes. Tommy Conwell, Ken yeah. Aronson, Greg yeah. Davis, Steve, uh, Butler, Steve Butler, Charlie uh, Ingwie, Richard Bush, Winkle. Charlie Ingwie, Winkle, yeah. yeah. So, Cliff Hillis. Uh, Cliff, yeah. Cliff. Kenny Queter. Queter's going to be great, Quater, great. Quater. Hey, Zuzu. Zuzu, of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're we're going to forget someone if we try to mention yeah, everybody. But yeah. Who did I forget? Joey. <laughs> Joey DeTulio, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, uh, check out uh, songs. Greg Maragos. <laughs> songs in the Pocket. Kenny Aronson. <laughs> I think we mentioned Kenny. Songsinthepocket.org has all the details. It's a benefit for yeah. uh, the Lee Leckerman, Leckerman Foundation. Lee Leckerman Foundation yep. It's wonderful. Which uh, helps out people who have yes. been dealing with uh, yeah. uh, getting over drug. Yeah, uh, you know, people have said, look, it, you know, you're, you're, to stay safe, it's, it's a drive-in show. But, you know, and, and some people said, it, you know, about the ticket price, but it is going to a very good cause. Right. It's a very good uh, organization. Uh, they are incredible people and they're doing great things. They keep this foundation going. So that's what this is all about. Right. It's a benefit. It is, so if you can afford it, to check it out. All the details, songsinthepocket.org, and you can watch it from the safety of your car and listen from the safety of your car. Yeah. So it's a good thing. Be uh, safe, everybody. Uh, and then the other thing is uh, vote. Uh, figure out a way to vote if you haven't voted yet. Uh, it's probably at this point a little too late to mail your ballots based on what we're hearing about what's going on with the mail. And so uh, get your ballot to a ballot box if you want to vote it. early. Bring it. Uh, bring it. And then if you have to end up voting on Election Day, you know, just be safe. But but please, please vote. Yeah. Davis was a lot of fun. Oh, it was a fun day. Had a, had a great time with Michael. Me and, too. Um, I mean, and we made Taylor happy with all the bouncing, all the bouncing souls talk. Yeah, right you know, on, man. I'm sure Taylor's got some great, I, I got great, a new great, great, uh, great warp tour memories that we're, we're, we uh, brought back for Taylor today. Indeed. Thank you to GotPeace.com. Thank you to CrokerPercussion.com. Thank you to School of Rock. Thank you yeah. to Wildfire Radio, and of course Taylor, our producer. Right on. For Dave, I'm Andy. We'll and, see. Oh, and thank you, of course, to Michael McDermott. Oh, Michael was <laughs> aces. And, and we'll see you next time on In the Pocket. Go Birds. 